perimenopause and menopause does not need to be in isolation. It does not need to be something you fear. It can be a very emotional experience at times. And when we are living in that emotional space, it's really important to say, where are my social supports? And doulas are that. We are knowledgeable social support that are are ready to rock these conversations with you. And that is Shauncee King, a seasoned reproductive support practitioner and busy entrepreneur of nearly 20 years. In our engaging conversation, we explore the unique and underrated world of menopause doula training. Shauncee is the former director of Doula Training Canada and the creator of the Menopause Doula Program. And while she's still actively involved in delivering and growing the menopause doula training to students worldwide, Shansi's main focus is in the field of psychotherapy. As a registered psychotherapist, Shansi specializes in sex therapy, reproductive support, anxiety concerns, and complex trauma. In her chat, Shansi shares her rationale behind establishing the comprehensive program for training menopause doulas in Canada. Her drive comes from observing the lack of accessible and supportive information for women going through perimenopause and menopause and the negative narrative surrounding it. Shansi emphasizes the importance of providing unbiased, client-centered support and empower women through knowledge. And as I always say, knowledge is power. And power is the difference between being told what to do and you claiming your autonomy and deciding for yourself what is best for your health and your body. Stick around and learn more about what a menopause doula can do. Welcome, welcome, Shanti. I'm so pleased that you can join me. And what our listeners probably don't know from my intro, and I'll share right now, is that you were my mentor, my leader, my guide, my guru to get me on my my path to become a menopause doula. So it is wonderful to connect with you again and share just how Doula Training Center Canada had launched the program in the first place. What was the impetus? What was the vision there? Awesome. Thanks so much for inviting me to participate and and chat with you today. Oh, yeah. Where did this begin? So I have been working in reproductive and sexual health and support for a long time. I was primarily a labor doula at the very beginning of my journey. And I was working, I just worked with full time as a doula for a number of years. And what I found is that clients that I had built rapport with, clients that had trusted me with their reproductive journey and and gathering information for them around their upcoming pregnancy and labor and postpartum experiences began to reach out to me and say, I'm going through a different reproductive experience. I'm going through perimenopause and leaning into menopause and I'm having a difficult time finding information that I feel is valid, supportive and comprehensive. I'm also feeling really frustrated by some of the other systems that I'm working in. And they were wondering if I had any experience in that. And I didn't at the time. And I was like, oh, I don't, but I'm very research led. I love digging into sort of the archives of like, what is science saying and how to help guide people in finding the path best for them. And so I said, well, I can definitely take this on. And when I started down that path, for my clients, I recognized that there really wasn't anything out there where you could find everything in one place. 
And at that time I wasn't going through perimenopause and I'm like, how frustrating is this? And also that the narrative around perimenopause and menopause was so jaded. It was so taboo. It was just, there was so, there was this negative connotation and framework. And I was like, what the actual heck? (laughs) I don't think this is the way it should be. Mm -hmm. I mean, it kind of brought me back to flashbacks of adolescence where it's like, you're getting your, your like first menstruation and it's like, no one talks about it. And I'm like, I do not want this to be my perimenopausal and menopausal experience. I'm going to work to shift the narrative. I'm going to figure out how we can create a community of support people who want to be there to help people in this journey and how we can redefine the parameters of how we think about this reproductive experience, which we live in for a third of our life and how we can advocate, we can get information, we can create a community. So I developed the program from that jumping board and have been so inspired by how it's been received and the people who want to participate in it, like yourself. It's Mm -hmm. been such a wonderful journey in so many ways. Absolutely. It was eye-opening first and foremost, and I was particularly pleased that we went into the science right away from the point of view of, okay, Mm -hmm. this is what's happening with your bodies. And I thought, I thought from that perspective, it, that knowledge alone was empowering to know, Mm -hmm. okay, this is all part of the transition of life with the hormonals changing and its impact on the different aspects of the endocrine system. And mm-hmm. then we got into the the juicy details, if you will. Well, I think when we think about menopause and perimenopause, we think about hot flashes. We think about vasomotor symptoms and that you're not going to be as sexy. You're not going to be as full of vitality. You're not going to, you're not, you're not, you're not right. You're going to have all of these symptoms and just grin and bear it. Okay. Right. Where this is the science and this is how people are recording their experiences. And then now we can work towards finding best practices and solutions that are going to make people feel like they are getting the best support and the best health care and, and that they can be grounded in their experience. Yes, yes. So I really appreciate the science, but that's also how my brain works. <laughs> Mine as well. Yeah. <laughs> Perpetual learner of research and yeah. taking the science communication and breaking it down really into those bite-sized chunks that the audience can relate to and it's mm. relevant to them. Absolutely. And I think it can get overwhelming when we start to look at the research and we're looking at statistics and the correlations and we're trying to dive into this, this heavy contextual reading and that that's not like in our common vernacular, I think having people like yourself and myself who can go, okay, here's what the research says. And now let's have a common discussion about that. What does that mean for you is really important. Yeah. Very individualized approach. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As I've been always saying is the, the symptoms experience is completely personal, but the transition is universal, Mm -hmm. but that, and that's a nice segue into that individualized approach. So what is the parameters or the area of operations for the doula, what she can and what she cannot do for her clients? Mm -hmm the best way to frame the work that a doula or support practitioner, whoever, whatever label we want to attach to this role is that we are a knowledgeable peer support model. 
Okay. We're not walking in and saying, we're the expert in your life and here are all your solutions. I think there's a lot of other people saying that to our clients. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is like, you are the expert in your life. What is going on for you? How can I hold space for that? How can I understand and empathize with what your experience is? And how can I work with you and for you to find pathways that are going to lead you to your ultimately your end goal? What is your end goal? And creating so, that vision, mm-hmm. if you will, working with them. I, I vision my transition to be to be a wholesome or holistic approach to medicine, mm-hmm. and and then working within those that those confines to make that vision come a reality. Right, exactly. And also maybe our clients are coming to us and they are having some struggle. So maybe they're like, I'm not sleeping well. I'm having severe moodiness. I have, I feel like I have social isolation. I'm having a difficult time in my relationship. I'm noticing, noticing changes in my body that are painful. As, a, as someone who's a non-medical support practitioner, I can't go, oh, you're having pain in this part of your body. Here's the solution. But what I can say is help me understand, like when you first experienced this, how does that show up? How does that impact you emotionally, cognitively, and spiritually? What are solutions that you've considered? What's worked and not worked? What yes. are things you would like more information on? And then the client goes, oh, there's like a whole big conversation and dialogue about this where I don't feel like I have to sit in isolation and figure this out myself. Yes. When you built the curriculum for mm-hmm. with Doula Canada, what was your thought process behind building the program such a way that it was it was deep enough with the science and understanding just the social construct around menopause today mm-hmm. to build it in such a way that each of us who went through the program could truly understand where our lanes were, but still feel empowered enough and confident enough mm-hmm. to be able to work with a client. When I was building the program out, I was thinking about the fact that the people coming into this program have all sorts of different backgrounds and they have all sorts of different life experiences and some specialties. It's a very diverse crowd in the menopause doula program. And so I was thinking like, how can people take this course build something in their own life that they feel passionate and purposeful about. And also how can they apply the lens of working with people idiosyncratically? I say that quite enough, a lot in that program is that every single client has their, we're all built in similar ways, but we all function slightly differently. Every client deserves the opportunity to share their story and their experiences and their concerns without us presenting our own bias and pretending that we're an expert. And so the intention of the course was to create a community of of support persons who could present that unbiased peer support and hold space for our clients to really walk this journey and not feel like they were doing it alone. And that we aren't medical, we cannot give medical advice that we can we can collaborate and we can supplement some of that information but we can't like prescribe 
We can't mm-hmm. diagnose and prescribe ever as mm-hmm. doulas. Yeah. You nor, know what should I've, and nor should we be, but we're there. So actually that's a great way to talk about our Canada's healthcare system. And I'm sure it, it's, it's a global situation where we're finding that it's the medical community is overtaxed, understaffed in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And also the education I've been doing my research and have found stats like 9% of GPs will actually feel they have some level of confidence to talk about women's health. Mm-hmm. And 20% of OBGYNs say they even have any training in their medical education and schooling that even remotely addresses women's health. And mm-hmm. so with those alarming statistics, how then is it so vital in this day and age where we're seeing that that burden on the healthcare system that support practitioners, doulas, step mm-hmm. in to the ring and be there for support? It's really important because we are going through a reproductive experience that's very important to us. It's equally as important as having a child or, or having our first, our first period. And, and yet here we are living in social isolation or systemic oppression. I'll even say where with sort of like, you know, well, here's a pill and like, there's the magic answer for you. That's not the magic answer for every person. And we have to take into account what, got this person to where they are in their symptoms and their experience. And it's not just a physical experience. It's an emotional and psychological and social experience too. And so I think when we look at sort of the depravity that's coming out of some of the experiences our clients might have, it's because maybe they're running into practitioners in medical field who haven't had that training and aren't entertaining self-advocacy, or maybe they're not understanding the whole picture. I think of perimenopause and menopause in in a very holistic framework in that things I do in my twenties and thirties and forties are going to impact me in my fifties when I actually get to menopause. And so what led me to that point in that symptomology or those experiences, whether they be a physical or emotional or cognitive. There's so many variables to consider. And a doula can chat about the whole story here. Like, let's talk, let me help me understand who you are and how you got to where you are in this experience. And what are the primary concerns and what are your goals? And I don't think that because our healthcare system is so taxed that our, it, you know, our doctors and our nurse practitioners, they, they don't have the time to mm. sit and have those conversations. True. Those, true. Those, I mean, I'm a psychotherapist <laughs> during the day. I'm a registered psychotherapist now. And I think like that 50 minutes I send, spend with my clients in that clinical practice, it creates the opportunity for me to really understand and and, and empathize. And then I see them multiple times and now we have a history and they trust. Yes. Yeah. And I think as a doula, we can do that same sort of set of practices just under a different label. Right. Yeah. You spend time with them on that journey Mm -hmm. just to uncover those layers. And as you said, to discover or to um, unveil what was going on in the younger years that was never attended to either yeah mentally physically emotionally because they will surface right right they will they do surface and I think like there's a fine line between like doula coach and counselor 
it's recognizing like as a doula, I'm kind of like, what do, what's the difference between me and coach? And what's the difference between me and a counselor? Well, a counselor has trained modalities in trauma theory and there's strategies and there's a whole kind of system there that we're not trained in as doulas. That being said, we can open the door to the dialogue and then say, you know, I think you could benefit from talking to a counselor about this. I know someone who it works with people who identify in your way. Yes. Um, who can support you in that. I can support you in the knowledge and in all of these other ways. So now we create like a bigger blossomed approach to menopause and, and, and perimenopause. We've widened the community for this person. Right. Mm-hmm. One thing I really did appreciate on our training was it was very comprehensive when we looked at the business side mm-hmm. and determining, okay, what is your value? What is your worth? What kind of a price take will you put on your services? But not only that, it was to say, but how long is it a recommended period of time for a doula to work with a client in order for it to be effective? So it's just not a fire and forget. I'll just go for for one session, Mm -hmm. one massage, and I'll feel better. It it clearly doesn't last that that way at all. So what is the recommended period to work with a doula Mm -hmm. for the duration of of the client experience oh it's a big question I think I mean again it depends on the client when we work with clients as doulas we need to work towards building rapport you know and that looks different for every single client some clients will come in and say here's my whole life history here's everything that's going on with me inside upside down backwards you can have it all Right. I just, I'm so wanting solutions and that rapport and the the personalities, like they pick up very quickly. Other people will be a little bit more like precocious or cautious about like, this is embarrassing. And that's the culture that we've lived in is that menopause, menopause is embarrassing. And so, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm talking about this with a total stranger. So it may take a couple more sessions to build that rapport. It really depends on the symptomology spending at least four to 10 hours getting to know a person and what's going on. And then saying, here's some resources. How have you done like tracking of cycles and symptoms if they're in perimenopause or even menopause? I was speaking to a peer today about I'm in menopause and for the last three years, I've been having all these symptoms and literally just this year was like, oh, maybe it's menopause. So they've been working through some concerns post-menopausal and going like, oh my gosh, could this be menopause? And so again, working with someone, we could track the symptoms, right? And and maybe it's like once a month, maybe it's once every couple of weeks. The beauty of this work is that we can work with our clients for their budget. We can work with our clients for their needs. I think it's so beautiful that way. It sure is. Yeah. And I actually found too, I mean, the more I studied, the more I just kept diving into more courses. Okay. I want to take another one of these courses. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want to take fitness for menopause women. Okay. I want to learn about nutrition. And it was never ending. You just kept opening up uh, another opportunity, another doorway. But nevertheless, one thing I've come to recognize in all the trainings and certainly with the menopause doula training with you, Shansi, is that the symptom charting is vital. Mm-hmm. So vital because it's not that you can pinpoint in that four to six years. And sometimes for women, it's a 10 year journey, the perimenopause, but you can see a pattern and say, okay, 
Not that you can predict what's going to come next, but you can say, just to give them that level of confidence, yes, you are experiencing perimenopause. Mm -hmm. And no, if you're hearing otherwise from your doctor about it's just depression or it's just low iron or it's just you need a good night's sleep, you can actually put your hand on your heart and say, I think that there's more going on. And that empowerment for the client allows them to be able to speak, speak up Absolutely. and advocate on themselves. But Absolutely. that charting, yes, I found that just with the two clients I worked with for the client practicum. Uh -huh. And they were reluctant to chart, but I said, you, you absolutely have to do this because yeah. in order for me to give you some really quality references and material, yeah. you have to understand that where you are in your perimenopause can actually be um, more empowering than just the, the nuance of, of charting their flow. I love that. I do. I love it. You know why? Two things. One is it's never just. Oh, it's just iron. It's just this. It's never just that. I put my psychotherapy hat on here a little bit, but we all have trauma through our life. And so yes. now how is that showing up? How are relationship changes showing up? How is self-doubt? How is lack of confidence or self-worth or self-esteem showing up in here? All those threads from our past are woven into this experience. It's never just iron. That's like, oh, it's just iron. And so you take this and you're going to magically feel better. Well, I'm having anxiety. Is the iron yes. going to fix that too? Probably not. It's because that's connected to other things that are not in the just. So I think charting, like you're saying, is so powerful because it creates like, here's the one just, but what about just, 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 just this? Now we're looking at the whole person. And I love that charting creates autonomy. It creates the knowledge of self, which most of my clients, when I do charting with them, they're like, I have never done anything like this in my past. And I am so starting to understand my body for the first time in my life, in my life. We're talking people in their forties and fifties who are going like, Oh, wow. I actually own this body and understand this body for the first time. I have an 11 year old and I'm like, babe, you got to learn how to chart <laughs> right now. Do it now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But I loved what you said. It should be welcomed information and almost a cause for celebration. Like, woo, I am so in control and empowered to know that when I'm experiencing as discomforting as it can be at times, mm -hmm. it's all for a reason. And now, next step after the charting, here are a smorgasbord of, of opportunities right. to manage it from exercise to our food what's on the end of the fork and I remember we we spoke extensively about this Shansi in one of our modules about that nutrition piece how important it was and then we spoke about adaptogens and even her herbal remedies and aromatherapy well, and hormones right just about how our food our exercise our stress levels our relationships I mean it's like this teeter-totter of back and forth in perimenopause and menopause and how can we create more balancing of the hormonal state and you're seeing all these things on Instagram it's like understand your hormone type this is a thing now that we're waking up to and yeah a hundred percent all of these factors are factors 
I love that you're so passionate about it. It lights me right up. (laughs) (laughs) The irony of the whole thing is that on our course, there's another beautiful soul that was on the course with us, Shelly, and her and I were exploring the opportunity to do a woman's signature program that would involve some Ayurvedic practices because that's her background and both of us wanted to address the yoga and I was looking at also from energy centers and the chakras and the more we kept diving into the material and looking at our course and realizing that our our avatar our ideal client if you will was women in the perimenopause phase because at her studio that's all we kept hearing from was Mm -hmm. from the clients is perimenopause questions so we said well we're on to something And Mm -hmm. we haphazardly said, well, don't you think that we should probably explore more menopause support training if we really want to understand this client? Mm -hmm. And and honestly, I I Googled, I Googled some reference and up came an article uh, from an American woman's magazine. And in that Mm -hmm. article was menopause doula. And Mm -hmm. I thought that's different. And this is a reaction I get from a lot of people. It's like a doula. There's a doula for that? Yeah. Yes, there is. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I said, okay, sent the article over to Shelly. And then I Googled menopause doula and doula training came up. I went yeah. right to the Facebook page and you were promoting your anniversary. And mm-hmm. we registered that afternoon. And then after that, it just a light bulb went off. Wow. Just I thought, if I'm experiencing this in my training, every woman needs to have this training, whether they take the doula training or not, but just to have the doula to say, look at all of this vast information. And then I will serve it to you on a platter. And then you decide what you want to do with it mm-hmm. is such an empowering experience. When I see the women's eyes light up, like mm-hmm. what, like you said, for the first time, they're starting to get some answers and explanation to what mm-hmm. is happening to them, that they're like the social construct always says, yeah, you're going crazy. Lock her up, burn her at the stake. <laughs> you know, a, a conversation that's going to have to be ongoing and developing and, and, and being a support person is fluid. I mean, it changes as we get more research. I mean, we're getting more research about people who don't ad- identify as a woman and how they're going through perimenopause and menopause. Anyone who has female parts is going to go through this, right? And so it widens and the conversation gathers you know, impetus around how important this is for the well-being of people to feel whole. We've had this long history of fracturing people around the experience of perimenopause and menopause. Like you're less than when you go through this. Techno, you are absolutely allowed to feel whole and call on support. There are doulas or support practitioners, whatever labels they want, who are wanting to do this for you and with you, alongside you. And hopefully there'll be a little bit of a ripple effect into other systems that are also waking up. And I think they are because the public radio in Canada, CBC is talking about menopause more and more. We're seeing more of the UK and the US. Just in our program alone, we have people all over the world. Last night I had a meet and greet and there are people from all over the US in Canada. We have people in New Zealand. There's someone in Saudi Arabia. People around the world are saying, hey. I identify with this reproductive experience. I, I want more for people. Yes. Yes. I love that, that ripple effect. Mm -hmm. It's true. As we explore the science, it marches on, of course, just within the last year, science is revealing that 
menopause is a brain health phenomenon, mm -hmm. which suddenly makes much more sense when it comes to the fatigue and the fogginess and confusion for sure. Mm -hmm. But just now in 2023, we're mm -hmm. just now connecting those dots. I see so much more opportunity to open up the door and explore this in terms of if you have the female hormones mm -hmm. in the female reproductive hormones in your body, no matter how you identify, it's still going to have some mm -hmm. kind of psychological, physiological, cognitive effect. So what yeah. can we do about this? How Absolutely. we can make you feel included and not discriminated against mm -hmm. and not yeah. oppressed. Right. Yeah, so 100%. how, so how is doula training evolving? Yeah. Is there new platforms <laughs> yeah. and courses underway? Yes, I'm super excited. So I, I mean, in July of this year, I stepped down as the director of doula training Canada. I'm not actively working as a, a doula anymore because I have a full-time practice as a, a, a psychotherapist, as I mentioned. And so I took the decision to retire from that. And right now, if people are wanting to step into this world of becoming a menopause doula, they can still register with doula training Canada, my course that I am still running and operating and very much the lead on is still being offered on that platform. It will be transitioning down the road. I'm going to be moving it over to it's the menopause doula program.com is the website being built. I'm working on behind the scenes and on that platform, we're going to have this course sort of reconfigured. I'm working, you know, on how we can also make information and like course material accessible to clients who may not be able to access someone in their community or be able to afford it if there's a fee. Yes. And so how can we create resources and a platform for perimenopause and menopause for both people who want to support people and for the people who need support. And so I will have smaller workshops and programs on there. I'll have the larger certifications, like blogs, access to the research, upcoming events. There's conferences happening now mm -hmm. and podcasts mm -hmm. like yours that I want to highlight and say, there's a whole world of awesome out here nice. around this topic. And let's engage in these discussions. Let's keep going and let's keep changing the narrative. I work in trauma therapy, but I also work in a lot of sex therapy. And so that's one of my great passions is can we please have a real conversation about sexuality in perimenopause and menopause? You know, I want to keep breaking the taboos down about these things yes. that you can be super sexy and have sexy relationships in this period of your life. If you Absolutely. want. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to bring you back on <laughs> when we do another show specifically to sex. Awesome. And feeling the getting back the libido and feeling awesome about yourself mm -hmm. with all the wrinkles and the saggy skin. Great <laughs> days. I look in the mirror and go, mm. oh, you know, it's a reframe. This, here's the cut. It's, it's a reframe. It's a reframe of how lucky am I to have this? How lucky am I to have all this wisdom written on my face? Yes. And to own that and lean in, like lean in and own it. Yes, I'm sure the listeners are just doing the happy dance right now when they hear this. It's so empowering. You're so encouraging that way. I can't wait to see what happens with this menopause doula program. 
even bringing back maybe some of us alumni who've done the course just to mm-hmm. have some refreshers or to engage with our community of All like-minded time. and share, share and say, Hey, I had this experience much like I did with my client practicum. And I really applaud doula training as well. Well, you in particular to be able to say, I'm just here. I'm just an arm's length away. You mm-hmm. have any questions with your client practicum while you're getting a certification go ahead and ask. And I did, I reached out, I said, I have a client and we've got this, we have some ADHD and autism things to think about. And Mm -hmm. you said, these are your lanes, but this Mm -hmm. is what you can do. And that was so encouraging. I look forward to that opportunity where we can, as doulas come back and share those experiences and reach out to our community and say, how would you, how would you handle this one? Hey, here's a case. All about that. Yeah. Perimenopause and menopause does not need to be in isolation. It does not need to be something you fear. It can be a very emotional experience at times. And when we are living in that emotional space, it's really important to say, where are my social supports? And doulas are that. We are knowledgeable social support that are are ready to rock these conversations with you. Absolutely. Greek term, meaning the woman who serves. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. We serve our, our womankind to rise them up, sisterhood. Mm-hmm. raise them up to their their biggest potential because we have so much more healthy happy energetic years to live post menopause mm-hmm. definitely yeah. let's redefine it let's redefine it sean's amazing we're going to get in the show notes where they can find you where they can find the upcoming program and also where if they want to reach out right now get on board with the doula training i'll have that website that link in the show notes as well. I always like to ask my guests if there's a particular book that they're reading right now and what interests you most and why is it so relevant and so engaging as, as a piece oh of literature? Word. Gosh, I am like such a book person, like Audible or I love books. One book I'm reading right now, which is not directly related to perimenopause and menopause, but I think has so many important messages is Gabor Mate's The Myth of Normal. I love the myth of normal, honestly, because there's just no such thing as normal. There's no such thing as a normal perimenopause or menopause. And that book talks a lot about trauma in our toxic culture. And when you listen to it from the lens of perimenopause and menopause, I think there's just so many aha moments. It's Mm. just like, uh uh-huh. Oh, this makes so much sense. I'm going to rush out and get that book myself. I love that book so much. I will share that in the show notes too. It's so interesting. My three of my past guests that I've interviewed and some of those shows are still to air have said what Gabber Mate. Yeah. One of his books, at least. That's um, so funny. Yeah. Well, it's so so brilliant. He's just like a brilliant mind of our time. And if I was going to pick a a menopause book or like a, a midlife book, Another Canadian author is Anne Douglas, Messy in the Middle. And Anne put out this book. I'm a, I am knew Anne when I was working as a labor doula and she was writing books around that, those experiences. We lived in the same community and she interviewed me for that book. And there's just so many great personal stories and accounts and anecdotes in there Fantastic. that it helps people feel a little connected when we're not feeling connected. So if you're wanting yes. to feel more connected to people who are in the messy middle, that's a great book. I love it. Going to share that one too. Okay. I need to go and 
there's not enough time in the day. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I put it on super fast play and audible as fast as I could listen to it to still <laughs> comprehend the words like, hmm, okay, got the message, you know, yeah. speed reading, speed listening, because there's yeah. just so much to absorb. It's so true. I have like a two hour drive every day for work and I'm oh like, that's what I'm doing. But it, I also downloaded the, the app. Blinkist because it gives you the cliff notes. Hopefully everyone listening like knows what cliff notes are, <laughs> but it's like, well, here's the 10 most important parts of this book. I'm like, okay, well, some books, I'll just get that. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Sum it up for me, please. Yeah. yeah. Very good. And of course the menopause book that we used during mm -hmm. our training too. I really uh, enjoyed that one too. It touches on every topic, every topic you can, you can think of. It was mentioned in that book as well. Mm -hmm. Shansi, thank you so much for your time. You're a busy woman. You gave so much of your precious time to share so much to the to our audience, to the world on how important it is. And we live in such a great time to see the support networks rising to, to support women. So I appreciate you being here. No, oh, you're very welcome. It was so great to connect. I hope we can do it again. Yeah, me too. Okay, fascinating. So here are my takeaways from our episode. The first, the inability to find comprehensive and supportive information for clients was Shanti's impetus to spearhead the creation of a program that could fill the gap lacking in today's medical systems that doesn't have the time or the resources to effectively assist clients as they navigate through perimenopause and menopause. Number two, a menopause doula, otherwise known as support practitioner, can play a crucial role at a pivotal time in a woman's life so that she doesn't have to feel anxious, isolated, or confused about her perimenopause and menopause transition. And number three, the menopause transition is both a physical and an emotional health concern, and it's often misunderstood or misdiagnosed because a client may not even realize or even know her own body well enough to recognize what is occurring. So symptom charting is a vital tool for both the client and her doula to better understand the individual experience so that effective resources can be explored for symptom management. Number four, menopause is a universal transition with personal symptoms that are greatly affected by events from earlier in life. Rather than just prescribing solutions, doulas are encouraged to play the role of a knowledgeable peer working to understand the client's overall experiences. And number five, while a doula cannot diagnose, counsel, or prescribe, she's there to address the gaps in healthcare systems regarding women's menopause health. What's most effective about working with a doula is that a doula can give nothing but time to a client, unlike a physician who is limited by time in an already taxed system. And number six, the future of menopause support practitioners appears promising with expanding training opportunities, including an evolving curriculum developed by Shansi, soon to be available. However, waiting is unnecessary as there is a wealth of references and resources on social media daily that attest to women reclaiming their voices in this space and regaining autonomy over their health. support through your menopause transition and menopause doula can help you can find me at mlcoaching.com and help me help you by filling out a simple survey which is linked in the show notes your input is greatly valued and will help in the design and creation of tools 
courses and other resources for my upcoming one-on-one and group coaching programs. Take the survey, it's linked in the show notes. Like, follow, share, subscribe. And if you are enjoying this podcast, I would love to hear from you. Consider leaving a review. Spreading the word will help broaden my audience reach and further impact more women as they experience the transition. 